Vasubandhu. He was the wonder boy of Buddhism in his day. He signed up for every Rohatsu Sashin. <laughs> he chanted vigorously. He was the first one in the Zendo. <clears throat> His name means total practice. He had a younger brother whose name was Magpie. <laughs> you, you, you can imagine the poor brother. The poor brother, yeah. So total practice was destined to become the Buddha of his generation. <laughs> uh, we don't know what became of Magpie. <laughs> At age 15, he was ordained in the Theravada tradition. Mahayana was a relatively new development in Buddhism, but they were both existing at the same time. Um, Vasubandhu, it is said, was skilled in Buddhist debate. We've lot, we, we don't do that tradition. We don't do Buddhist debate the way Tibetans do and the way apparently the uh, um, early Theravadans do or did. Um, but he was an expert in debate he was quite particular about following the forms. He uh, ate just one meal a day and it had to be at a certain time. He, uh, he never laid down. He slept sitting up in a um, seated position. Uh, that's still a, a practice in, in some lineages now. Um, the remember remember decades ago, the monks who walked up the coast of California. Um, one of them was was doing the bowing practice. They would they would take three steps. He would take three steps and do a prostration, and then three more steps and a prostration. It took him a month to get through Santa Cruz. I mean, it went very slowly, and his his uh, his his fellow monk drove the car that uh, <laughs> that that, 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 uh, that uh, held the food in the sleeping bags. Um, so he so he had a, he had a companion, but he was there was only one monk doing the, um, and that, that that's a Chinese a Chinese lineage, a Chinese Pure Land lineage. And, uh, and he, he was a, a Westerner, and um, his teacher was Chinese, and his, his uh, temple now is in uh, the East Bay. He's still alive. You can, he's a folk singer. Does anybody remember his name? Uh, uh, Kokyo, of course, knows him uh, uh, very closely. And, and he's, a, he's a folk singer. And you can you can hear his music on on YouTube, 
and they're all kind of Buddhist folk songs. Um, and uh, he's 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 uh, probably in his late seventies now. But but he he too is in that that lineage that uh, I, I learned this all from Kokio, although I and went and found him on YouTube myself. But um, he's in that lineage that uh, it doesn't lay down. They just sit standing up. Um, so this is Vasubandhu, and and he was he was a um, his particular flavor of Theravadan Buddhism was the Abhidharma. Uh, he was an Abhidharmist, which is is a exquisitely detailed description of our mind, how, how objects out there that we see with our eyeballs get turned into thoughts and consciousness and opinions. You know, there's an indirect seeing uh, before thoughts come, or there's a direct seeing before thoughts come up. And then uh, it takes a little, uh, a few milliseconds for our reaction to take place. All this was mapped out in exquisite detail, volumes. And um, so you, you can kind of see that someone who is named total practice might be drawn to that, that form of practice of strict forms, lots of meditation, um, uh, kind of ascetic practices, and then, then looking in with this meditation that is so regimented and writing down um, what goes on when we open our eyes or when we feel cloth against our skin, how that turns into consciousness. So, um, and, and he was, uh, all that being said, I, uh, he led large groups of practitioners and disciples and, um, and was well respected. Uh, so there was a, a, a likable element uh, to him, maybe because of the rigid practice. He also looked at his heart. But um, <clears throat> uh, Kazan, Kazan gives us that image of the, of the guitar strung too tightly. <laughs> that um, that uh, he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, put that image directly onto onto Vasubanzu, but Vasubanzu, but it is in the chapter. <laughs> uh, if he has to go to court, I didn't exactly say he was strung too tight. I just was mentioning something. If, if you if you pluck a string on an instrument too hard, it snaps. <laughs> So, so that's 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 the the, the beginnings of uh, that's that's the uh, the early years of Vasubandhu. Uh, Vasubandhu had a cousin 
named Asanga, um, who was also a monk, uh, quite a bit older, who had uh, taken the Mahayana path. And, uh, and over time, he sort of convinced Vasubandhu to take a close look and, and uh, at, uh, at Mahayana Buddhism. Uh, and, and to tell you the truth, I don't know whether whether he was officially a, a Mahayana monk before his, you know, transmission experience here with, uh, but, um, but, but as a matter of fact, as a, as a Mahayana practitioner, he totally rewrote the, the Abhidharma literature uh, to give it uh, then the sort of the Mahayana update. Um, so, so he kept that kind of com total, complete practice vibe all the way through. Um, and then the story goes, he met a wandering monk that just happened, that Jayata, Dayosho, Shayata Dayosho is what we say. Um, wandering through town and saw Vasubandhu and his followers. Buddha Jayata wandering through India demonstrating the sudden way. We come out of the sudden way. Um, uh, we uh, we are moved completely by, by the taste of breakfast. And, uh, and we feel that tug and our body just settles into our Buddha nature, as opposed to the um, gradual way, which is kind of the steps and stages. You, have to practice uh, in a certain way uh, for a long time, uh, maybe even maybe even lifetimes, uh, and then finally you kind of work yourself up into higher and higher consciousness. So uh, Jayata was a practitioner of the sudden way. He now enters Vasubandha's circle anonymously as a wandering monk, dusty from the road. Jayata first comments favorably to the assembled practitioners about the evident discipline and purity of their teacher, and then asks, Vasubandhu is so pure, but will he ever completely awaken? Ooh. I'll say, I'll say. He is already awake, comes the indignant response. <laughs> With quiet intensity, Jayata replies, not even glancing at Vasubandhu. Your teacher is far from total awakeness. 
he can continue to practice strict disciplines and promulgate vigorous definitions for eons. But without total awakeness, these efforts will plant seeds of division, self-importance, obsession, and limitation. Read that again. He said, um, he can practice strict disciplines and promulgate rigorous definitions for eons, but without total awakeness, these efforts will plant seeds of division, self-importance, obsession, and limitation. And then he says about himself, I never, this is Jayata, the wandering mendicant and Buddha of the day. I never pursue the path of evolution, so I am not divided. I never venerate Buddhas, so I am not self-important. I never practice quiet meditation, so I am not passive. I never exercise discipline, so I am not obsessed. I never impose limits, so am not limited. Simply abiding as its true nature, my mind is already total awakeness. And upon hearing this, what do you know? The, the clever Vasubandhu effortlessly awakens. <laughs> he, he, knows a, he knows a good one when he hears one. That, and, and maybe it took, it took that kind of rigorous practice. Maybe he finally got a good night's sleep after this. Yeah. Um, so there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's nice um, that he added that total awakeness um, realizing abiding in true nature to his, you know, repertoire of Buddhist studying, um, uh, ceremonies. Um, it kind of filled him out, uh, despite the fact that he had a lot to teach and people appreciated his teaching. I think maybe he really, uh, he really kind of went in directly and said, oh, this made, I, I, I know this, I, I know that, uh, um, I, that um, uh, I want to abide in my own true nature. Uh, in, in, our, um, in our Kazan class on Yojinki, these uh, previous four or five weeks, uh, the, dis the discussion came up about true nature and, and someone, someone used the example of, of, of seeing deer graze in a forest meadow and how 
how simple, how complete, how relaxed that was. And it, it, because we were imagining that, that those deer were doing nothing but, but living out or living from their true nature as, you know, grazing animals in a peaceful field. And uh, I think that's a great, uh, rather than the definition of, of uh, true nature, um, a great example of true nature. Uh, uh, I, you know, may, we might be more complicated than grazing deer, but, it, it, but you know, let's, you know, what do we think? And in our meditation, you know, what is, what is our, you know, true nature in the same way of the, the grazing deer? Um, you know, I can name qualities, uh, but, uh, you know, I have to sort of warn myself that, that that's not it. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're kind of a, we're kind of a, you know, group seeking people. Um, uh, we fall in love, we, we fall out of love. Uh, you know, I can, I can think about the, the true nature of us of us humans, um, but but it's but I like that image. It, it, this is an ongoing inquiry that I've taken on. Uh, if I if I'm imagining the true the true nature of the deer, um, what 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 is what is you know my true nature? I think we we um, we touch it. Um, in addition to you know, being, being uh, group oriented beings and being in love and being hurt that we're out of love. I saw a young teenage couple kind of arguing about the relationship on my walk last night. <laughs> I said, I know that mind. I, uh, I'm connected with that. I know about uh, what's love and hate and the whole damn thing. Uh, so, but but I think we we touch our true nature in our in our sitting, you know, and it it, it has a lot to do with our our previous discussions on, you know, the mind of I and and, uh, you know, when we can sink beneath beneath our habits and our ego, and settle into that 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 calm field <clears throat> of awakeness of just being awake, of just, just being present. I think, I think that's, that's also um, our true nature. I, I, there's a lot in Buddhism written about, about, you know, our true nature. This is just my, my um, spontaneous thoughts on, on our deer-like lives and our dear lives. Vasubandhu is delighted by these words of light, which instantly discloses, instantly discloses borderless, divisionless, flawless wisdom. 
I, I, I think I think we uh, we get a we get a, a glimpse of borderlessness or boundlessness in our sitting. Uh, um, you know, I, I think I think we, you know we know that our thinking mind has limited has limits based on habits and what we've learned and uh, so our thinking mind is limited mind but settling into that into that um, the roots of our consciousness we get a look at boundlessness there's a there's nothing that will divide our consciousness uh, there's that there's that always awake always aware um, with uh, it's it's our habits and and um, ego that creates those divisions and boundaries so we get we get a look at that um, at the borderless divisionless wisdom in our sitting uh, interestingly um, Despite all the poetry in in here, Hickson gives kind of a a standard Buddhist lecture in the middle of this, in, in a way that uh, you know usually usually it comes from uh, Kazan, but I, but I think Hickson really wants us to know something here. Um, there are three dimensions of Buddhist treasure: the maintained three treasures the realized three treasures and the three jewels or treasures of one body. The maintained tradition includes studying with a teacher, studying with other members of the Sangha, studying the, the Dharma, um, uh, ceremonies, uh, and meditation so our maintained tradition is uh we're, we're, we're familiar with that these and, and, and this is the maintained tradition of um uh the three jewels or buddha dharma and sangha include studying the buddha dharma sangha being with buddha's dharmas and sanghas um, and meditation. The realized tradition, Lex Hickson wants us to know, simply cons can, consists of our lineage of uh, living Buddhas, the men and women that we're chanting each morning, uh, going back uh, to the Buddhas before Buddha, uh, the undivided stream of awakened teachers extending in the realm of common of common historical record from Shakyamuni Buddha to the present. These awakened persons compassionately retain their conventional personhood by engaging in the maintained tradition, um, the sitting, chanting, bowing, ceremonies, um, uh, being being among sangha, so these uh, 
these uh, um, teachers are in human form teaching with the maintained tradition. Um, but they remain secretly free from any limited notion of pursuit, veneration, meditation, discipline, and definition. So, so both Lex Hickson and um, Kazan interject here this idea of the secret. And Kazan says um, that um, th this one body jewel um, or one, the, the three jewels of the one body, uh, the teaching of Jayata is, is this, uh, is this um, one body teaching. Um, he says the one body is not even called a tradition. Here there is neither Buddhas nor sentient beings. Within this realmless realm of transparent delight, um, alone do the radiant words of the Buddha Jayata really belong. From here alone springs the transmission of light. This, uh, so so, so we're, we're kind of now going into the, the realm of the I and the and. We're kind of going into the realm of, of, of no separation of one body, um, of intimacy, um, of uh, emptiness. Um, uh, I like, uh, uh, maybe I'll do that later. I'll say that later. Um, but 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 uh, so 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 this the the one body is um, is uh, uh, what um, Kazan calls um, one mind. Um, what what we also might call emptiness. What we might call non-dual consciousness. But to mistake these words of Jayata saying, "I don't venerate Buddhas." I don't, I don't participate in zazen or sashins, uh, and and I I just abide in my true nature, and that is the mind of total awareness. Uh, um, um, Hickson is saying to mistake these words as a call to eliminate the precious maintained tradition would be only to eat would be to eat only salt rather than using it to season a meal. Without the salt of one body, even the most nutritious teachings lose their savor and affection and their effectiveness. This, you know, I, 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 I had to read and reread this about, about the salt and the, and the one body. Um, uh, and, and of course, you, you've heard me say that that I think we feel um, uh, we feel nourished by this by this practice, and and when we when we are doing our you know tomorrow we'll be uh, venerating Suzuki Roshi on on the um, 
the uh, date of uh, his death. We'll be doing that tomorrow morning. When we venerate Buddhas, when we chant and bow, um, when we uh, when we do when we do uh, Dharma studies, we we do that because we have been nourished by our sitting. We've touched that our our true nature. You know the the way the deer were nourishing themselves in the meadow. Uh, our sitting, we touch our true nature. Somebody has has already mentioned to me today about. Uh, did you hear our, our chanting this morning? Wasn't it lively? Wasn't it harmonious? And, and I felt the same way. Uh, you know, it, the minute we launched into the makahanya, kanji zai, it was, it was electric. And we just, we just kept that up. And uh, that's the one body. That's the, that's the, the salt. The, the little bit of gamasio that we need um, to be nourished, to to, um, uh, to to appreciate the nourishment of of the oatmeal and the prunes, uh, uh, we we know that nourishment with this practice of bowing, chanting, studying. That's the that's the flavor. We know that flavor. Um, and, uh, and and it's, we all know that secret. We all know Jayata's great secret uh, is is the um, the one body practice, the one body of the three jewels, the no Buddhas, no sentient beings, just the radiant light of our true nature. It's told to us uh, through the radiant light the transmission of this radiant light. Um, I've actually, you'll, 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 you'll remember these words. I've, I've, I've kind of been quoting um, Kazan's uh, story of, of uh, Vashubanzu all along because it, it, it keeps uh, reminding us of, of that, of our nourishment, the great taste of the one body, or the uh, the um, the the peace and relaxation. What what does it say in the grass hut? I've built a grass hut uh, in, where there's nothing of value. Now I lay down and take a nap. Um, uh, you know, I've gotten here now at at five twenty in the morning. Let's stretch out a little bit. Let's uh, let's uh, let's catch up on our sleep until the others come at six. Um, you know this, uh, and we we hear it over and over again. We have to remind ourselves of that in the middle of our knees aching and our back aching. We have to remind ourselves that this is the practice of ease and joy, um, and there's repose in there as well. And that's, that's not different than chanting and bowing and um, sitting down when the bell rings. Uh, can we, in uh, 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 just the way we did our chanting this morning, you know, what great, what great harmonies and figure we were all sharing with each other, to, uh, despite the fact that uh, we had just 
you know, grown, gotten out of our curled up position and stood upright. Uh, the minute we heard that Makugyo, we were all in uh, because we because we know the secret. We know the secret. Um, in the eight hundreds, a uh, Chinese Chan teacher wrote a poem about the one, the one body. Clearly, there is no thing called awakening. Instead, awakening deludes people. I stretch out both legs and take a long nap. And here there is nothing, neither true nor false. Truly, such is the essence of the way. Kazan says about this, though this is the way it is, those who are just beginning this practice or starting out later in life <laughs> must practice carefully and arrive at such a calm and peaceful realm. I, I've told this before about my early days. I, I wasn't. I, I, I was forty, so I didn't. I didn't come to this as a fifteen-year-old. Uh, 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 maybe maybe I was magpie, uh, <laughs> uh, but but I, I was forty. And there was something, uh, I tasted something right from the beginning, but those early sashins that we did up, up at Jokoji were just painful, were just painful. And, and I, I, I definitely, I, I definitely um, uh, wasn't arriving at calm and peaceful <laughs> realm, but there was something about you know this, the the taste of the of the oatmeal that was that I that I'd already gotten that was motivating, and and uh, uh, so so that's that, that's my experience. But um, but I, I just liked I just liked his, his acknowledgement that some of us come to practice later in light in life, and it feels too hard, but. Um, we need to be reminded of such a calm and peaceful realm. Kazan goes on, you should practice carefully and reach the realm of peace and happiness yourselves. yourselves. And ultimate, ultimately, we had to, I had to figure out how to do it because it, it was too painful. And I said, oh, this isn't working. Um, and I, I read this line before. Zen masters have not spoken of having wisdom or not wisdom, or of ancient learning and new learning. They have just made people sit, they have just made people alike sit up straight and calmly abide in the self, in our true body, in our true nature. Um, this this um, peaceful forest meadow just sit in that meadow in our true self. This itself is the great teaching of tranquility and happiness. Um, do not vainly become concerned with the glittering frost on someone else's gate and forget your own treasure. Um, uh, you know, I, I bet Vasubandhu's robes 
or just impeccably ironed. <laughs> I bet, uh, you know, uh, 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 some teachers at, at uh, San Francisco, their robes are gold. They're kind of like, uh, like Michael's vest there. And they sit up there with, and they're impeccably ironed. You know, what a glittering gate. Uh, uh, you know, how can, how can I be that person? Uh, that, that's what, that's what um, Kazan is saying here. Don't be, don't be distracted by the glitter someplace else and forget your own true body. You must stir yourselves and turn inward to your own square inch. Um, do not separate from the skin bag we chant uh, in the grass hut. Turn inward to your own square inch of mind. Search there and do not seek elsewhere. This practice is nothing but forgetting the self, forgetting a dropping body and mind. Well, it's a different self. If you want to arouse undefiled wisdom, you just have to trust in the self, trust in that true nature. Drop, drop um, body and mind, drop ego, drop habits that, that don't work anymore. And just trust, trust the, what's the line? That soft body that Mary Oliver talks about. Trust that soft body that's just quietly grazing in the forest. You have to understand that there is only this one true body. May we sit with our soft bodies and true nature and remember the light of Buddha sitting quietly in the calm forest field showing us the way Beings are numberless, I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible, I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless, I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable, I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. 
unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are.